0: Almost every successful person begins with two beliefs. The future can be better than the present, and I have the power to make it so. Welcome to Be Kindred's Words with Friends, a series of couch conversations with inspiring female entrepreneurial types pursuing their business dream. Each podcast, we explore a new theme that elevates and empowers fierce women just like you chasing their passion in business. We exist to help you overcome the overwhelm of going it alone. And we do this through connection, collaboration, and helping you to take action. My name is Penny Lacanso, founder of Be Kindred. Let's get to it. Okay, so today we are talking um, about career leaps with Kylie Long from Peer Academy. So for those of you who are not familiar with Kylie, she's the co-founder and CEO of Peer Academy which is a peer-to-peer learning platform that helps organisations scale capability and collaboration. Kylie's deepest passion is to facilitate a greater sense of wholeness within individuals, organisations and society, and feels incredibly lucky to be doing this every day by increasing opportunities for meaningful collaboration. So welcome to the Be Kindred couch, Kylie.
1: Thank you. It's wonderful to be here.
0: So before we start talking details around why we're really here, I'd really like to just get a feel for the sort of person that you are. And so I've got some short questions that um, just give us a bit of a flavour. So um, first one is what's always on your desk?
1: Always on my desk? Mm. Um, lipstick, post-it notes, textures, coffee, my computer, uh, and generally a book. So even sitting here with you, I bought... Uh, A book that I'm reading at the moment called Awakening Shakti. So, yeah, that's what you would find. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Cool. Um, Late to bed or early to rise? Uh, I like to rise early and do yoga in the morning. Um, Often I'm very late to bed, though, because I might work to midnight or one in the morning. So um, I don't always get to wake up early, although that's my preference.
0: Okay. How do you take your coffee?
1: Uh, Three-quarter of latte.
0: Cool. Um, one vice you will never give up?
1: Probably coffee. I've tried several times and uh, I just I can't get through those first few days of headaches.
0: I did it last week and <laughs> I, I hear you and I'm past the headaches now and then I'm like, when can I start again? <laughs> Because it's never give up I've never decided to give up full time you know it's kind of like I might give up for a week or two yeah and then go back. <clears throat> um any podcasts that you're listening to at the moment? Uh,
1: no i I actually don't listen oh, to podcast. podcasts
0: really yeah, oh.
1: yeah, okay.
0: All right, so let's then talk about why we're really here, which is the topic of making a career leap or significant change in your career at a point in your life. Um, And obviously with the people that I select to talk to, it's generally driven by wanting more meaning and purpose in your work. So can you share with us what you were doing before you leapt into Peer Academy?
1: Mm, So I've had um, an incredibly diverse career. Mm. So um, I've... I'm known for being like a cat, like I've had nine lives. Um, So for me, the interest areas have always been around making change, around design, around entrepreneurialism. So my kind of latest incarnation, if you like, prior to Peer Academy was working in government. And I initially worked in the role of a strategic planner, but I realised pretty quickly that it didn't matter how good your technical skills were in the role It was your ability to actually bring together um, communities, stakeholders, um, decision makers to actually formulate a shared vision that made a real difference in terms of your effectiveness in your Mm. work. So, yeah, during my years, seven years or so in government, uh, I really went very deep in my study around mediation, facilitation, dialogue work, um, deep democracy techniques so yeah really um grew my passion for um cross-sectoral collaboration effectively cool yeah what was the catalyst for
0: making a leap from obviously the known into the unknown which is I think probably the space that you're now in you're still navigating through
1: we're still the challenges
0: of starting
1: yeah we're still very much in the unknown. Um, I actually uh, brought in a quote today that I thought would be really nice to share. Um, It was something that my daughter um, brought into my bedroom one night about a month before I made the decision to leave government. And the quote's by uh, Unsung Su Chi and says, You should never let your fears prevent you from doing what you know is right. And for me, this really was the catalyst. Um, was having my daughter who I'm a role model to come into my room and effectively give me permission to do what I've been had been wanting to do for a long time which was um, take the leap into um, my own business to further explore my passion for um, collaboration
0: and so how long after that was it that you actually packed up and said that's it
1: Uh, it was about a month and so you quit cold turkey, so you kind of
0: went, that's it, I'm resigning and I'm going to start my own gig.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a cold, a cold turkey quit. <laughs> it was absolutely terrifying.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, you've shared a little bit about how your daughter inspired um, mm-hmm. you to take the mm-hmm. risk, obviously. Um, where did you get the idea from the Peer Academy? Mm-hmm. Had you already had it before you left?
1: Yeah, I'd started working on it probably a year before I left. So, in my role in government, uh, I started. So, my my role in government was very much working externally, so with community, with communities, with external stakeholders to um, renew uh, different towns and, and suburbs uh, in the area that I was working in. So, it's a lot of technical detail. Uh, what I realised though was that it was actually working within the organisation where I needed to focus my energies, Mm. so helping different departments learn how to make decisions together. Uh, And so I started a collaborative innovation program, um, which was probably the first seed of Peer Academy, so really starting to develop the tools and the models for helping, like, different people who talk different languages and have different specialisations actually come together and learn from one another. Mm. Um, And I felt very isolated in doing that work. I was the only person I knew who was doing it. So then I got really curious about, well, who else in government is feeling this way? And at the same time, it was the first time that I'd heard the meme of entrepreneur, and it unleashed a huge sense of agency for me. But hang on, there's actually a global movement happening around people within organisations seeking to use entrepreneurial skills to create the kind of change that they wanted to see. Mm. Um, So I started a movement of entrepreneurs across government and over about six months brought together 150 people just like me experiencing the same problems and frustrations and trying to be innovative in the government network And uh, what I heard uh, as part of that journey was that people actually wanted a safe place to come together and really get deep in learning from each other's successes and failures in the delivery of their projects. And that was where I kind of started to really sense into this opportunity around peer learning. Mm. It's like actually... All of the money that we spend on external training is not actually giving us what we need to be better equipped to do what it is that we're passionate about. Yeah. So um, that was really the seed of Peer Academy, this opportunity for people learning from one another um, based on real life experience.
0: So once you've got the idea, you've walked away from your current safety net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did you start? So how did you start?
1: Um, we were So how we started was to set a really firm date yep. that forced us to deliver something. Mm. So I left government at the end of July 2014 and we set a date for ourselves. Um, I think it was 20th of October to deliver a pilot of Peer Academy Uh, as part of the Changemaker Festival. Um. So we effectively gave ourselves two and a half months to develop a business model, build a website, recruit 20 entrepreneurs from across corporate, government and not-for-profit, train them in the art of peer learning, um, help them to deliver uh, like a session agenda Mm. Uh, to to run a session during the Changemakers Festival and then to promote all that and build a community. (laughs) And how did that go? Uh, It went so incredibly well. So uh, by the end of the week and a half that we spent uh, delivering our pilot as part of Changemakers Festival, we'd had over 200 people come through classes we ended up having 16 entrepreneurs deliver classes as the, as the teachers, mm. as the hosts. Um, we built a community of over 1,500 people. Uh, we had requests from 14 different countries to come and deliver our peer learning model in their backyard. So pretty quickly we felt like we had validated the desirability yeah. for peer learning. Uh, so then the hard work really started mm. after that.
0: So, what were the biggest risks associated with leaping into Peer Academy for you?
1: <clears throat> so, the biggest risk was not doing it. And that's an uh, interesting answer. Yeah. <laughs> because when I leapt into Peer Academy, I was already 40 years old. Yeah. And I did feel time ticking away uh, and that there was no better time than the time that I chose. Uh, I didn't really think about it at the time because I couldn't, otherwise I wouldn't have done it. But really the biggest risk was around um, not having any financial security. I I Mm -hmm. didn't have a single cent behind me. So I left my job having absolutely no idea of how I was going to support myself financially and I'm a single mum with two children as well Mm. um teenagers now so um certainly I could imagine from the outside looking in people must have thought I was pretty pretty crazy (laughs)
0: So the, I'm going to jump ahead because I think that's an interesting point. So talk to us a little bit how you, about how you've managed the financial side because so many people that I read that or that I meet with um, that have made retransitions um, often what's not spoken about is so many of them actually stay in their old job while they're building the new. And you obviously, as you said, started to pilot what you were doing anyway yeah. within your old work. Um, so you already had a, a knowledge that this could come off. So how did you? How did you? How have you funded yourself?
1: Well, I mean, this has been probably the biggest learning for me in doing Peer Academy yeah. that, um, like, there, there is a, a really important piece here around actually trusting that things will work out. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's been such an eye-opener for me. I've tried to do business three times now and it's actually the money that's always pulled me back into paid employment, organisational empo- employment. So this time round actually having been able to trust has been so wonderful Uh, and sorry to get to the point, um, the work has come every time we've needed the money. It's actually come our way. So um, even, gosh, it's happened so many times where I I literally have not had one cent in the bank and the message to my kids has always been we actually don't have any money at the moment Um, maybe not quite in those words, but um, just managing our expectations yeah. around what we can consume at any particular time in our lives and um, every single time um, the work has come just when we've needed it.
0: So, so, and this is an interesting point and it's an experience that I've had since I've left the corporate world. How have you, I suppose one of the realisations for me were that, that um, we do live our lives with a lot of excess, yeah? Mm. And when you have a very well-paid job, yeah, um, you know, as a career professional, you know, mm. you you can afford certain luxuries and all the rest of it, but when you step out of that and you start to pursue something that's meaningful to you, you look back and say, well, what do I really need in my life in terms of material things?
1: Absolutely. And so is that mm.
0: an assessment that you've gone through and how has that played out in terms of your life? Because I know for me it's kind of like <sighs> I now realise that what I actually need to live is so much less than what I have consumed over the last 16 years you know with a professional income and it's actually quite liberating to let a lot of that go
1: oh absolutely and I mean I don't actually for instance have time to shop anymore (laughs) so (laughs) and even my dress sense has changed it's just become a lot more practical I need like something warm I need a pair of jeans I mean obviously uh you want to feel good about yourself as well but the um like, what you need to feel good about yourself is different mm, once absolutely. you're actually really deep in working with what it is that you're passionate about. So, it's, um, I'd rather invest <clears throat> uh, four hours into developing my product than four hours um, shopping. Uh, so, what fulfills me has really shifted a lot. Um, that
0: makes
1: sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. So talk. let's talk a bit. I mean, what you do is all about peer, peer learning and clearly you understand the power of collaboration and community. So in the community aspect, what support structure did you put in place around yourself when you took the leap um, and how did you do it so to actually ensure and support you in delivering your vision? Mm. You know, there's this growing sort of movement around associating yourself with like minds and making sure that you've got the right people around you who actually help believe in what you're doing but challenge you in a constructive way mm. how did you set up a support structure to keep you up when you need to be up and get the advice that you needed
1: mm. yeah I don't know if I was that conscious when I first left yeah. in terms of a uh, support structure reflecting on it now I realize I probably did I probably did start building a support structure about September 2013. Uh, so what that looked like was really tapping into a field of practice that I knew would be able to support me. So, um, yeah, growing, growing my network effectively mm. with um, people who worked in the area that I knew that I'd need support, such as um, business model thinking, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I I actually started collecting my network of people who were um, savvy in the business thinking before I left.
0: Yeah. And so, can you help us unpack that a little bit? Because yeah. um, again, from my experience, when I left the corporate world, I had great connections, but they were corporate connections. Yes, which is fundamentally different to what you need when you start your own business. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. how did you actually go about building those networks? Yeah. Nice. No, good question. So. I, I started to go to a lot more events yeah. and events um, outside of what I did for yeah. my job.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. so um, like a, a very cataclysmic, if that's a word, event for me was and something unusual for me. I travelled to Canberra for an event. Mm. I had to self-fund that and yeah. that was in September 2013 and for me, professionally, it was a huge stretch. So I, I went to a workshop where I studied advanced skills in, in in dialogue. Yep. And the people who I met at that event uh, remained my support network. Wow. So, um, yeah. And I imagine the people that were at that event were not
0: going through the same journey as you. They weren't starting their own businesses. You were there. as as someone who paid for yourself but obviously a lot of them I assume would be there paid for by the company
1: yeah that's right yeah
0: Yeah. okay
1: yeah interesting yeah
0: um so are you more afraid of success or failure and so this question is really (laughs) around what are you most fearful of in your journey you know and I think it's interesting because failure is such a taboo word um, depending on who you speak to and there's still we still have a very big culture of mm. that failure is a bad thing yeah and my belief is it's quite constructive so what are you most fearful of success or
1: failure sorry I, I think probably just one more thing for me yeah. to say around support as yeah. well is uh having a co-founder has been a really big difference as well interesting yeah so talk
0: to me about how that's been for you in terms of the experience and the journey
1: uh it it probably means that I can get away with wearing a few less hats. Yep. So my co-founder, Honor, uh, is, uh, like, tremendously skilled at business development, mm-hmm. and so while I'm always involved in decisions around business development, I don't always have to execute on those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the emotional support that comes with, having someone else that you're sharing the journey with is um, in- incredibly invaluable. Yeah.
0: That's another interesting take as well because there's so many different schools of thought on whether you should go into um, a start-up with someone or without someone, do you know what I mean? Because so mm. often people start out and then realise expectations are different and all the rest of it and bow out yep. 12 months into the journey. But you guys have already been together for how long?
1: Yeah. Uh, Since 2013, so three three years. years. Yeah. 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 It hasn't always been easy.
0: (laughs) No, I think it's a bit a good relationship. It's a bit like a marriage, isn't it? You work Mm -hmm. at it. and
1: I think we're fortunate because our work is actually collaboration. So uh, we have a real commitment as a co-founding team to actually practice what it is that we do. So Mm. we do have really good conflict resolution structures in place that enable us to um, move through difference quite quickly. And uh, we're actually delivering leadership training at the moment with Inspire9 to help co-founders with just this issue around how do we work effectively as a a leadership team. Yeah, Yeah, it's um, certainly the longer that we spend in the startup space, the more we recognise that uh, while there's a lot of technical know-how, there's a lot of passion, there's a lot of vision... There's often not the soft skills uh, in the community which are what actually help us get along to have the opportunity to execute on what it is that we care about bringing to life in the world. Mm. Yeah, so we're trying to support the growth of those skills in the community at the moment. Wow. So let's go back to success or failure. What's, success what do you, fail. you Maybe most... I'm just putting that question off. Yeah, what are you most <laughs> fearful of? <laughs> What am I most fearful of, in terms of the
0: journey that you've undertaken? What What are you most fearful of?
1: Um, I think I think the honest answer is I'm most fearful of uh, losing my health. Ah, so yeah. uh, I work incredibly long hours, um, and I. Um, When I'm not working, I'm taking care of my children, Uh, so that doesn't leave a lot of time for me. Mm. And, say, uh, up until really the last couple of months, uh, I have literally been sprinting for a good couple of years and um, I went to the doctors a couple of months ago and it turns out that uh, I've had asthma for the last couple of years, I haven't made time to go to the doctors to find out about that. Um, so, yeah, it's really can I really create enough balance to keep doing this work um, mm. where I'm actually able to care for myself properly as well as um, deliver on all the demands of business and. Um, and even if we were to scale back a little bit, it's still an incredibly demanding workload. workload.
0: Yeah. And since you had that conversation, have you changed anything? About my about, asthma? Oh, yes, since yeah. you had that conversation with the doctor and obviously this concern about your health, is there anything that you've changed?
1: Yeah, so um, I went on a holiday. I took a week off. Mm, yeah. Uh, and since I've been back, I've been doing... Yoga and meditation, which was a strong practice for me for many many years, I've started incorporating that back into my day to day, Um, and I've been taking at least one day off a week. So, yeah, has that had an impact
0: in terms of clarity or productivity? Oh, makes it
1: it just makes the biggest difference. I can't tell you. So, I think that there's a lot of mythology in the startup community that resilience is how many hours that we can work, yeah. whereas um, I'm certainly really recognising that, for me, resilience is uh, what I gain from the de- from the downtime because it's my opportunity to reflect, to get perspective. Mm. Um, so often I'll illuminate new um, strategy, new thinking by mm-hmm. actually stepping out of the business.
0: Interesting. So um, biggest mistake you've made on your journey and what did you learn from the experience
1: Ah, oh, there's been so many mistakes
0: <laughs> and I suppose that just to put this in context the whole intent of, of what we do with the podcast is to try and help people really understand you know what really goes on behind the scenes in terms of starting your own mm. thing or making a career leap because I think sugarcoating it and yes it is fulfilling and rewarding but um it is not helpful what's helpful is people understanding what you know what
1: really goes mm. on. Yeah, I think that um, there's there's a couple of mistakes that we continue to make. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit of a blind spot for us as a team, and we're trying to do some more work around that. So number one is uh, when we launched, if you like, our minimum viable product, so our like initial offer to market uh, back in uh, October 2014. We built an entire website to do that. Mm. Um, We didn't need to build a website. Uh, We could have used uh, Eventbrite, for instance, for um, event management. Yeah. So we tried to skip, if you like, a year's worth of work. Um, uh, Okay, how do do I describe this? To know how to build a a website, you actually have to understand real customer behaviour. Yeah. So we were overly ambitious at the beginning by building a website without even knowing who our customer Mm. was. So that actually set in motion uh, a pattern for us as a business of like building technology first without doing the customer discovery work first. So um, that's something that we've really had to do a flip on, always doing customer discovery before we invest a single cent in any major build of product. Um, And are you still using that
0: site or have you deferred to other? We're on our
1: third site. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, it was only maybe $10,000 that we kind of lost. It's not even really the money. It's that if you want to be a good entrepreneur, Mm. you need to do your customer discovery work. You need to understand from the point of view of your customers what it is they need and then build a product based on those needs. Like it's just 101, you'll never be successful in business unless you use that approach. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, another area of like big learning for us. So can you share with us some of the unspoken
0: stuff of making a career leap or transition? So what has come up for you that no one warned you about and how have you navigated it?
1: that um probably probably one of the biggest edges for me that nobody could have warned me about because I probably wouldn't have listened anyway Mm. is um I'm incredibly fiercely independent Mm. and I will always help others before I accept help for myself so uh that's been really really huge learning for me is to um kind of soften into a space where like I do actually have to draw in a community to do what I'm doing you can't do it alone I just simply can't do it alone so I've in got I've got my community of advisors so they advise on everything from investment through to product development. Um, we've brought somebody on board who's providing us advice on behavioral insights. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a really big shift for me to work from like to move from that place of being the leader, the project manager, the everything to, actually saying, well, I'm just one part of a larger community that's actually creating Peer Academy.
0: Mm. How do you feel about the leap that you've taken at this point and why? I
1: guess I'm I'm pausing for a while here because uh, we've caught me this morning uh, in a situation where I was... Up until one working last night, my first meeting this morning was eight. So, um, like, it's a fairly demanding week that I'm I've got ahead of me. Um, so I'm I feel incredibly blessed that I have the opportunity to run my own business. Um, I'm also recognizing at the moment that. I'm on another edge in terms of my own kind of leadership ability and my ability to manage my workload. So, uh, yeah, there's solutions that I need to find around capacity mm. um, to bring on staff, to find the money to do that. So um, I guess feeling like a little bit vulnerable for what's next for us. Yeah. 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 And uh like if you were to talk to me tomorrow, I might feel something quite different. (laughs) I love the honesty, though. The honesty
0: is brilliant. And that's what's important, you know, because I think that that is the reality of of the sort of work that you're now in. It's it's, it's like a roller coaster. stuff. It is. Do you
1: know what I mean? It's, you know.
0: And Mm -hmm. um, one of the most important skills, like you spoke earlier about resilience, but, um, you know, not just, as I said, it's not about the hours, but resilience in terms of being able to pick yourself up when things get really hard Mm. and when they continue to be hard um, because so much of this is about staying on course um, and and realising that, you know, most businesses are not an overnight success. Most businesses take five years to get to any point of, you Mm. know, um, profitable realisation. Um, so I appreciate the honesty. I think that that's fantastic. So the next question then is really around what advice would you give to someone who is considering making a career leap into their own business dream or a totally different career?
1: Mm. I I think that um, you'll never be ready, so mm. don't let that stop you from making the leap. Um <clears throat>
0: It's like having a baby, isn't it? There's never a good
1: time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's so true. So, like, your, your challenge in leaping is thinking about what's that first simple step yeah. that I can take to explore the idea that I have in mind? So that might be um, so simple as today I'm going to go out and talk to um uh, five people about how it is that they learn which is um what we have been uh going back to as a business strategy again and again just connecting with our audience connecting with what problems it is that they have um and then building in response to that so just small steps you are not going to have all the answers mm. it's um absolutely a process of discovery so all you need is a simple starting point um, and to learn at every step from there yeah cool so
0: where can we or what's next for, for pure Academy
1: um gosh there is so much that's next yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, So uh, at the moment, we're working with um, seven uh, enterprise clients. We've got another couple coming on board. Um, We're establishing internal academies for skill sharing within organisations. So it's an opportunity for um, organisations to actually uh, get a better understanding of the capabilities that actually exist um, within their various teams. And as part of the work that we're doing, we actually uh, grow staff as mentors within uh, their organisational ecosystem. So we equip them to really effectively um, share their um, knowledge and their skills um, with their peers in a way that's really empowering, and enables them to do their job a lot better. So that's um, a whole lot of ongoing work for us. Um, we're starting to run leadership programs. Um, we've just delivered one here at Inspire9, which has been an incredible experience. Um, gosh, that's probably. That's our <laughs> um, So, where
0: can people find out more about you? Uh, peer
1: at um, peer, uh, www.peeracademy.com is our website. Great. So, thank you so much for your
0: time today. I
1: really appreciate it. Thanks, Penny. And all the best with your journey. Thank you. Um, Hope there was something useful there for people.
0: (laughs) To find out more about Be Kindred and how we are empowering and elevating female entrepreneurial types just like you, please visit us at bekindred.com.au or follow us on Instagram. At B. Kindred, I look forward to you joining us next time. Bye for now.